escape to the metaverse but act like you know yeah you are now tuned into the matthew and rizzle show yeah uh, escape to the metaverse better act like you know you are now tuned into the matthew and rizzle show yeah Dragonade, aka Robot Lady, gave us a vibey head shake emoji. So I guess we're recorded now. Uh, this is Matthew, aka Nifty Time. Back with my dude Rizzle. Another episode of the Matthew and Rizzle Show, aka Mars. Love going to Mars every Tuesday recording this. And uh, we're, we're starting off with a with a heater, with a banger this week. Rizzle apparently is the the fake new interim CEO of CryptoVoxels. Um, let's all bow down. Moment of silence for for our Thank new you. master. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There's no like I, I didn't start any drama with people this week, so I decided to create my own uh, in the vacuum that Ben has left uh, at CryptoVoxels, exiting as CEO. Um, my my understanding is that the the hunt is on, or they don't have someone specific in mind. So I just decided to take ownership of the position and call myself the new fake CEO of CryptoVoxels and start like uh you know making the making the rules the way everyone wants them to be in the first place anyway maybe uh maybe i meme it into existence who knows uh i should actually like caveat this with saying that uh i i actually really like ben nolan a lot and i've had like some public uh disagreements with him and agreements with him uh but in no way am i trying to throw shade at him and uh do believe despite our disagreements over the years that uh, he has good intentions and wants this thing to go correctly. So, uh, so I decided to help out and become his new fake CEO until like someone better comes along. At least uh, I figured they need me out there. You know, I mean, at least according to the the video he uploaded yesterday, which it started out with a whole bunch of like VR updates, which are actually they sound really cool. So, being able to go into crypto voxels using VR, building while in VR, sounds pretty dope. And then it was like whiplash into, oh, and I'm stepping down to CEO. And like you, you said that he didn't have anyone lined up. I think he has at least uh, a couple of folks that he's going okay. to bring in and cycle through as CEOs before he makes the final decision of who is like the ultimate CEO after that interim phase. And he's not leaving as well. So he's just going to be, quote unquote, another dev in the project which um i mean yeah i i love ben too and everything that he's done with crypto voxels it just in my mind i'm imagining uh coming in as a as a new new ceo when the old ceo is still there and not just old ceo but the sole owner of crypto voxels still which is not going to change once when, when ben becomes a, a dev so i'm just hoping that 
um, there's enough air to breathe in that new CEO position uh, so that they can make decisions and and run and steer the ship in a different direction uh, without being too beholden to Ben. That's the the only thing I'm slightly concerned about with this this new arrangement heading forward. But really excited for Rizzle to to step up and start steering the ship somewhere dude in not, vacuum that's created. not not <laughs> only does this new person have to deal with that like semi-awkward dynamic with ben at crypto voxels they also have to deal with my obnoxious ass being fake ceo <laughs> scrutinizing uh whoever's in the rotation uh i mean you know it seems like the obvious answer is me right i, I mean I, I i don't know who else like you know knows the situation enough to like wrangle ben and deal with all the nuances in the old community so feel like this is a perfect time for me to just like completely uh, inappropriately insert myself into this situation and start calling some shots, you know? And I, I do believe that Voxels co-signed this because they retweeted it. And we know that retweets mean that they support whatever they we retweet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically in the books now. So it's been written. Um, yeah, so yeah, written. until we get a cease and desist, yeah, let's put all of our efforts behind <laughs> as new CEO of the Voxels. Um, well, dude, as new CEO, let, let, let me let me put your butt to the fire here. Like, yeah. what are your, your three main targets uh, to change or improve or make better for all of us owners and users? Uh, yeah, well, I actually outlined this in my brief tweet earlier so that everyone knows exactly what the new agenda is. Uh, it's to un unrebrand back to the original brand, CryptoVoxels, which everyone just knows it as anyway and re and is the twitter handle anyway so uh let's unwind that we're gonna like roll back a little bit and then uh i want i want vrm integration i feel like that everybody's got that now and if you don't if that's not on like the forefront of your like mission then you're gonna get lost in the shuffle as everyone is starting to move towards interoperable vrms uh and, that, and then this this actually sounds like I'm the official CEO. Uh, I honestly believe that uh, more time needs to be spent listening to the community and just doing stuff that the community wants to do. I feel like that was always the bridge that was unable to be gapped at CryptoVoxels where they were sort of on a mission that was not in congruence with the direction the community wanted it to go. And so there was sort of like... Uh, almost like two different conversations going on about the direction that uh, it should be headed in. And therefore it's sort of in this like muddled, like middle ground right now. So want to go bring it back to the community uh, and do all awesome stuff. And, and I won't do anything wrong either. So that's like the best part of my fake platform is that everything works for everybody at the end of this. Um, no, but in, in all honesty, dude, I, I do feel like there is some like, something that has always been missing and and which is why i ended up like trolling ben a little bit a couple weeks ago about his uh move to bring in uh, a couple people from the quote-unquote outside who aren't familiar with the inner community uh i feel like that's that's always been the the trap with crypto voxels is that is that disconnect and they have such like a vibrant community that we're a part of and, and we know everyone involved with but they've just never really been like into it or or listened intently or or tried to deliver on the things that the community most desires so um and honestly, man, that's that's why I sort of fell in with Monoverse and feel good about working with them uh, because they are pretty good listeners when it comes down to it. I mean, there, there's a tough balance of like having to 
having to drive a ship, having to, you know, secure funding, having to make sure you can pay your people and be profitable, but also taking into account the stuff that the users actually want and the people who are using your product every day, like really need in order to have a good experience. Uh, and so, you know, none, none of these platforms are perfect, but uh, I feel like CryptoVoxel specifically is lacking in that area. And that is the platform that I will build my fake campaign on. Yeah. Um, unwinding the, the, the rebranding. So going back to CryptoVoxels, VRM, and then uh, Community Hours, um, State of CryptoVoxels or something like that. Uh, sounds um, eminently reasonable. Fully support that. I will, will Thank stand you, up and assign any new measure that you want to pass at the next board meeting. There you go. Dude, like, uh, I'm like, we should just put this up to a public vote. And then I'm like, if we put this up to a public vote, I might actually win. Do I really want this? <laughs> I don't know. To be determined. I'll stick with the fake role for now. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's all jokes, but it's also semi-serious. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what actually happens here. We should probably set up a fake uh, like community hours to see if we get like a, a sizable number mm. of of parcel owners and and folks to show up. I'm sure we will, and then oh from God, there, sort totally of off to the races. <laughs> like, RIP to any any other quote unquote like new interim CEO stepping in out of nowhere. Um, or we'll just turn not... this into like a public campaign, like it, even though it wasn't supposed to be or like is not like something that's normally done. I just like started running for this position. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this also sort of we, we were talking right before we started recording about what we're going to talk about as we we do every week because we come in unscripted and just off the top of the head like what what's most interesting top of mind and like outside of this this new <laughs> um, <laughs> emerging like in like uh in flight news whatever with crypto voxels it's this new there's a new crypto social uh startup that just popped on the scene a couple of weeks ago um i know over the years there's been a few attempts at combining crypto and social in this space like sent obviously being one of the, the the OG names there, um, Showtime Alex Mastermind's project has been doing doing something for a couple of years. Recently, I think Farcaster and Lens showed up, but recently, what popped up on my radar is a new project, Steelcam. Their Twitter handle is Try Steelcam, and it's kind of interesting getting getting more energy around it in the first couple of weeks. I think like half a million dollars have. Mm-hmm. Um, moved over the rails of whatever like side chain or um l2 that they're using i think it may be uh, arbitrum uh-huh. and the the concept is is pretty simple so instead of like text-based social plays like sent used to be they had um or they just used like pictures and images and when the original poster posts them the images are automatically pixelated, so you can't see what they post. The only way to see it is to steal the image. Uh, you steal the image by paying um, a certain price point, and the, the the stealer, i.e. the person that buys it, or buys the image or pays that money to see the image, they're the only one that can see it until, and this is sort of like a cool little social mechanism, someone else pays 0.001 ETH more than they did to steal the image from that first purchaser so that that second person can see it. And after that second purchase, the initial buyer gets their money back 
plus maybe a little bit of profit or whatever. Um, a, a percentage of each sale goes to the platform and I think the original poster, if I'm not mistaken. So it reminds me a little bit of how seeding was on scent, where uh, you had a fir- first person that seeded a post, like tipped it. If someone came on after that, that initial seeder would get a percentage of that second follow-up seed in addition to the original poster. And it was this cool Ponzi-like way, I guess, to incentivize people to tip because they knew that if they were early, they would get some upside in any future tips that came to the post. In addition to help kind of um, make a post more discoverable because more money has been fed into it. So it seems like a similar concept or similar approach, at least, with Steelcam, but kind of popped up sounds interesting trying to kick the tires on that a little more. I, I think i saw a song a day man post something about that as well it did pop up uh and i and i remember thinking it was cool uh and i do think it's cool uh to me and i sort of feel like this is the crux of a situation with like a lot of these web3 social media platforms that have come out and and sent was sort of an outlier maybe due to the time period that it was uh, sort of thriving in and everything or or maybe it was just due to a combination of things but i feel like a lot of the ones that have popped up are sort of like leaning on some sort of like interesting mechanism uh and, and when in actuality like what you're talking about seems like an interesting mechanism that should be woven into something else rather than trying to spin off like a whole other social media platform surrounding it. And and it's possible that I don't understand the nuances of how it works. And, and maybe it is more like that. But I, I guess I'm just like broadly, you know, I, I've tinkered around now, like uh, after becoming annoyed with like the Twitter alg- algorithm, like over the last couple of years or whatever, you know, I've, I've tinkered around with a bunch of different like alternatives that have popped up along the way. And unfortunately, keep coming back to like some of the ones that I don't like, including Twitter. Uh, well, I sort of have a love-hate relationship with it, but I feel like what en- inevitably ends up happening is that people migrate from one of these things to another because it seems like it's going to be a good alternative. And then you end up in sort of this echo chamber with like 30 defectors from the community who most likely just end up back on Twitter after you know a few months anyway. And so I've, I, I, because of that, actually, this goes back like a while. That's one of the reasons why I never got involved in Clubhouse because, you know, that popped up and I'm like, here's another fad, uh, you know, and something that I don't want to take a ton of time, like building up a following, building out content, building up a community on one of these platforms only for it, only to discover that six months down the line, it fizzles out and, you know, in some ways I look back on the whole clubhouse era and I'm like, eh, you know, potentially I missed some opportunities by not being more involved in that. Uh, but also there's a lot of people who are heavily involved in that. And now it's like essentially a dead platform. I, I don't know anyone who does anything on clubhouse anymore and really try to avoid situations like that, that it's, it's a gigantic time sink that, you know, essentially leads to nothing. Scent was a rare exception to that. I think for a lot of people, uh, but there aren't many of those exceptions to the rule. And, I, you know, I, I keep I keep seeing people, including Lens Protocol and their Twitter handles. But like from everything I've seen from afar on Lens Protocol, it's like overrun with AI bots and isn't like isn't like a very intuitive experience. I've like I, I was able to clean my handle and get into it a couple times. But like that's also the problem that a lot of these like fledgling social media platforms have is that they're either too complicated or trying to do too much and you know if you can't 
easily just pop on and understand how it works or what you got to do to engage or how to see good content. Uh, I feel like you lose people immediately in like two clicks They, you know, they check it out and they're like, yeah, not for me, you know, and, and, uh, and nobody's really done a great job of unlocking that for, for a very long time. I mean, we've been stuck with the same stuff. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see an experiment like this though, that has at least caught on with some of the people that I follow on Twitter. It looks like Legion, um, Fred Wilson randomly um, popped into here and are stealing things. A bunch of the the crypto VCs, I guess you can say, have discovered it, which irks me to no end because it's like, what the fuck? We were tagging them over and over back in the days of Sunday. At least I was like, yo, check this shit out. It's right up your alley. Um, I kind of missed that boat. Um, and we were a little bit early, I guess, for that the first major wave that really finally brought them to the shores of crypto. But It'll be interesting to see if this actually holds up, if the gimmick is enough or extensible enough to allow more creators to do unique things. At least with Try Steel Cam, there's an artist uh, who, go, who goes by the name of Shalooms. He got, within crypto at least, super famous when he blew up a Lambo and tokenized like the fragments of the Lambo that he blew up and then oh, made, yeah. uh, I think, the car token. And it was just like, very cool work of performance art that caught on and caught fire and he's super selective about what he what he actually does in this space and i think he's earned like or a little over four eth from putting out posts that folks have stolen it's kind of interesting for even though it's a visual medium i think there's scope for like writers for example to have a post that is pixelated before someone steals it to kind of unveil like whatever they wrote could be an angle but it also runs the risk of being something that sounds interesting. People get in here. Um, there may be too much friction with the the fact that this is on Arb, Arbitrum. So you need to like bridge ETH from mainnet to Arbitrum to use. Like you have to be really in the weeds in order to do that. Bridging is never as seamless as you want it to be, even with like uh, Optimism or, or Polygon. It's always like uh, a moment like, come to Jesus moment where you bridge and like, you start praying like you've never prayed before. Like, please make it to the other side. <laughs> so we will, over time, it'll be interesting to see if it actually catches on. I know even like um, I mentioned Showtime, Alex Masmej's project, but he's using Try Steel Cam to um, stoke interest in a future update that is only viewable by stealing the NFT that contains whatever that future update or new product development is so kind of interesting but very early two weeks in there's still like a huge amount of work and development and adoption that needs to happen but all the right names are sort of piling in here so there could be energy or it could be enough energy to sustain it over the next few weeks yeah dude i could see this like being a thing and i don't know enough about how the back end works like if there's you know some wizard out there who you know knows enough about coding or or whatever to be able to unpixelate these things by looking at the smart contract or whatever i'm assuming if you're savvy enough that's like something in the realm of possibility just because of the nature of how like the blockchain works uh however i don't know if that's true or not and it would be really cool if this actually solved uh you know sort of the i don't want to say the the problem of the public blockchain but like actually allowed you to sort of encrypt something 
on the public blockchain via this like, you know, pixelated thing that is only able to be unscrambled, you know, by the actual owner of the NFT or whatever. And then I'm like, you know, that's, that's got some legs for sure, because there's, there's a lot of information and a lot of people who would probably be interested in putting something out there, but don't want it necessarily publicly readable by everybody. Um, again, I don't know enough to know uh, if that's actually possible or it, it's currently happening with, uh, with this project. But uh, I do feel like whenever that thing is figured out, that's, that's certainly something that's desirable for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, figuring out if you can like get a sneak peek and kind of like circumvent the, the pixelation, the, the hiding of whatever the original work is. Yeah. That's definitely one vector of attack, but then looking at what happened with uh Shloom's piece. So I, I think it's like token number 89 was just quote unquote, I stolen for like a thousand dollars, $11,000, like 6.5 ETH. Um, so that means that the person right who sold it, like they just got their, their money back plus like a percentage of any surplus in between what they originally paid and what that's that follow on purchaser paid. But what happens with that person who's just like, they probably have a screenshot of what they collected anyway. Like right. <laughs> would, would, right. they would totally rug that new buyer if they were to yeah. reveal what the image was and then no one would need to pay anything more. And then you have that bag holder at the end of the, um, yeah, the road that who's just like, I just paid eleven thousand dollars for something that someone else just right click saved and shared with the whole internet. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you could sort of see that like being uncorked in like a not very friendly way if like someone really wants to hold leverage over someone who's purchased something at a high price and, and can just sort of like spill the beans at any time. Uh yeah. in, in some ways you're putting a lot of trust in the previous collectors to uh, you know, do their part in playing the game uh, of this, you know, social media concept or whatever. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's cool, but yeah, exactly. How do you how do you even get around something like that? That that makes it more seem like it, it's a cool thing to tinker around with. You know, I, I also don't see how like you know, unless you're someone who's already well known or already has like a pre existing market for whatever you're putting on this thing. Like, I don't see it being the type of thing where someone's willing to roll the dice on like a random pixelated image on the hopes that it's cool. I mean, maybe the the price point is pretty low, but like, you know, in my opinion, you know, if I'm looking at this, I'm probably looking to roll the dice on somewhat of a safe bet from someone I've heard of who's already doing this. So there's like a lot of things that uh, need to sort of come together for this to work out pretty well, but not taken away from the concept, man. I I, I love like stuff like that stuff like this continues to come out and people are tinkering around with this because it inevitably leads to cooler things down the line. Yeah. And the one cool, another cool thing I should say about the project is the incorporation of the leaderboard, both, on a, a personal level, like an individual creator level. And then, leaderboards. <laughs> dude, you know, the, I mean, the leaderboard was one of like the magic features of Sen, I think, in my yeah. personal the, the red bell and then the leaderboard. They're both yeah. kind of like crack and heroin or something. You pick your drug of choice, like r- really making the product more sticky. So for individual creators, they have the leaderboards for their quote unquote top fans. So you can see like who's stolen things you've created and like how many times oh, that's cool. yeah and then the the overall leaderboard is it obviously goes to earnings so you have like shlums and, and the leap with like seventy nine hundred dollars almost eight thousand dollars earned and a bunch of other folks that i have no idea who they are um some 
bigger names like Fred Wilson have got like a thousand bucks. Rainbow.me, the the crypto wallet has like eight hundred bucks. So like interesting, interesting sums. Um, not life changing, but definitely enough. And in aggregate, like that half million figure is something that will catch anyone's eye, especially in the middle of a bear. So definitely worth a try out if you haven't checked it out. Kick the tires a little bit more. Um, hopefully it it stokes more more interest in the social side of things and see like maybe this is a primitive that another project will will integrate in a in a better way or something like that but never a dull moment in nft land no i I like the leaderboard man i think that's that's probably one of the things like you're saying that sent really had going for it and i feel like uh and it was a unique like sort of hybrid you know almost like a game social media site, like it, depending on if you were playing the, <laughs> playing the Ponzi seed game or uh, whatever it was. Um, but I think that's where like a lot of um, these platforms have sort of fallen flat where like, there isn't that sense of like, uh, you know, competition or you're playing something. And we had a call with meme explorers earlier and don't want to spill the beans about what they're working on, but uh, you know, essentially broad scope, it is like, gamified social media type of thing, like trying to string all the, these pieces together to make like a user experience that's engaging and doesn't like hinge on like one mechanism or whatever. And, and again, man, going back to scent, I feel like, you know, that appealed to both audiences. Like I was one of the people who like really enjoyed like quote unquote playing the game, uh, but also was a participant in the community uh, in terms of just like being in the mix and posting content and you had people like me, uh, but there was also like a healthy amount of people who were just not there for that and just there to see what was being posted anyway. And uh, that's it's a tough line to straddle, man. I, and I don't think anyone's like quite gotten there yet, but I, I do feel like you can almost never, as long as you can balance the mechanics, like people inherently love to compete and love gamified things. And it doesn't have to be like really complex. It just has to be engaging and fun. Um, and again, man, that, that going back to like the simplicity of like how to engage with uh, the product or whatever, and my struggles with lens and uh, a handful of these other ones is uh, that's what was great about scent. It was like dead simple. Like you knew it, it sort of looked like other stuff that you were familiar with. And so you knew exactly how to engage with it, but there was like one or two other like mechanisms that were not too difficult to figure out if you were willing to scratch a layer deeper, uh, but you didn't have to either. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, man, it, it's, you wonder like how many of these platforms are just springing up to try and offload themselves to investors by like, you know, implementing every bell and whistle and cool mechanism that they can think of that doesn't necessarily like suit the user base. They're just hoping that like someone will think this is what people want and like throw a ton of money at it or something. But, uh, but it's, it's often not, man. I feel like a lot of these really complicated ones have a very narrow scope. Yeah. And no one's really hit that sweet spot um, like like the Facebooks or Twitters have in the past that have something that's simple enough that that pretty much every Dick and Jane can get on and like figure it out and and use it. But also like over time, uh, allow for that that true value accrual. And I guess for Twitter, it's just 
being able to stay connected in real time with like anyone around the world doing something in, in your your neck of the woods, like whatever niche that happens to be. Um, same thing like Instagram, it's just entertainment, TikTok, like even more sticky, I guess, than Instagram, like focused on like whatever it is that that you like to see. Um, and the crypto side, like it's interesting that they're zooming in or double clicking into the image or like a, like a single frame with whatever that contains. Um, piggybacking off of, I guess, the collectability of, of NFTs as um, like visual objects or like predominantly visual objects. It's a nice native form factor to the space as opposed to like the long form text that Scent had. So it's it's interesting. It's for sure really interesting. Um, yeah, sort of repeating myself at this point, but here for it. All the experiments. No, man, your your point is valid. Uh, Max Osiris had a post the other day that was like something along the lines of like, when is when's the AI going to come out that just like, uh, uh, you know, conglomerates all of my social media presences across all platforms and streamlines them onto like one nice looking website or whatever. And I was like, first of all, I was like, yes, dude, <laughs> like when when is that going to happen? We're probably not that far off, probably just like one person training chat GPT to figure it out or whatever for all of us. Uh, but I feel like we could if, get if we use our ETH address for everything, then that's like that link that everyone needs to, to bring everything together. But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're good because I, I feel like there's something like there with that, along with social media too, because everything is so spread out and. Uh, you know, and and we've come back to this like need for, you know, aggregators across like multiple levels. You know, we talked about it with just like bids across like multiple platforms and seeing things across like multiple places. And I feel like, you know, almost like the same thing for social media. I wish there was just like one sort of like, you know, aggregator of all the stuff so that if I click through like, you know, Max Osiris's profile picture or whatever on social media, like all of this stuff populates across like all the things. So I don't have to like, you know, if I'm interested in what he's posting on, you know, whatever he uses versus whatever he uses, I don't have to like, you know, open a bunch of different things or click through a link tree or whatever, like just aggregate all the things in one place in like a streamlined way that I can see everything. And I, I feel like honestly, like that is probably more the future of social media that is like some combination of all of these things that lives somewhere independently rather than like everyone sort of like running from one platform to another or to try and like build up a following in this place. And then, you know, they change the algo and you got to go do it somewhere else and everything. Uh, just aggregate all the things for me, please. Robot overlords. Robot lady, you hear that? Please. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, totally um yeah so excited for that dude and uh Rizzle fest couple weeks man couple freaking weeks and yeah. we're here uh any yeah. any new updates to get the folks who signed up even more excited i saw that nate alex is uh is an attendee now it's pretty dope yes uh nate alex is coming shout out nate uh got a couple other confirms that i don't want to like uh super confirm publicly just in case something comes out at the last minute and they can't pick up a ticket or come or whatever uh but got a four or five exciting new guests uh coming to that i'll you know i'll let people know of uh, and a, dude, a bunch of dope stuff uh, in the final stages of like getting these T-shirts uh, designs sorted out. Uh, it seems like we're going to have some blankets coming for everybody. The Frisbees from Async, 
um avogachi is is potentially getting in the mix too we're trying to work out this like mural thing with the camp uh and, and hiring a mural artist and everything we're running into like a little bit of pushback with the camp on uh i don't know making a gigantic permanent rizzle fest mural but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna figure something out uh but dude people are stoked man it's it feels like uh a lot of people are really excited and most exciting to me honestly are the people that are coming man because it you know i was really hoping to make this sort of like a community driven event in terms of like if the people if everyone showed up and wanted to just sit in a canoe for like three days and do nothing then great let's just like all chill and we can, you know, kick it and talk about Web3 stuff for three days and, and have a good time, like, stepping away from everything. But uh, but everyone, not everybody, but a lot of people, you know, have offered to sponsor things, to do things, to run activities. Uh, Kane Mayfield is coming, uh, along with a bunch of other uh, musicians who are willing to perform. So, uh you know, there's a lot of like really awesome content in the mix uh, that'll be going on throughout the weekend that, you know, people can sort of take it or leave it. If they want to come hang out and do a structured activity, they can do it. If they want to just, you know, sit in the canoe and, you know, look at the water and not be in front of the computer for a day, you know, that's, that's cool too. So, uh, so I don't know, man, it's, it's cool. I, I feel like it's catching a little bit of attention and I'm glad because I do feel like, you know, there's nothing really being done out there like this. And I feel like I keep seeing people bitching about it, that there's nothing out being done like this. And I feel like I'm like flailing my hands around being like, hello, like we're, do we're doing the different thing right here that like everybody's asking about. And like, everybody seems to desire this thing because everyone's sick of like the regular conference circuit and, uh, and we're doing it here. So, uh, but uh, I think it's all right, man. You know, it's not, uh, I think we top off around 40 people when it's all said and done. Uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a moneymaker. We're probably just going to barely break even uh, totally by the time this thing is over. But, uh, but I feel like it went from, for me personally, man, it went from something I really wanted to see if I could push into existence to now when I look at like the people coming and the lineup and everything, I'm like, dude, I would pay to go to this thing too. Like if it was happening like independently of me, I'm like, th this is like some cool shit that I feel like is going to be like a one of a kind experience. Like if we, if it's successful and we do it again next year, it'll be awesome and dope in a completely different way. But uh, I feel like this is like the first one of a thing uh, and I like being at the first one of the things before, uh, you know, before everyone else finds out about it or piles on or whatever. So, so I don't know, man. I mean, you know, we, we were always entertaining the possibility of like, you know, maybe we sell out all these tickets and maybe it's this like huge thing and purposely did not put a ton of tickets out there because I don't ever, you know, even if this, you know, gets a ton of attention, I don't have any interest in this becoming like, Coachella or like something like this. I, I feel like the the play and the thing yeah, that no, about it is that it's, it's a cool experiment to run. Uh, excited for the results, and then after that, like we like we've done with everything. Look back, what was the good? What was the bad? Can we iterate on this? Is it worth playing it back one more time or or not or whatever? I have a feeling it will be based on like similar small little gatherings I've been to that have been more focused than some of these bigger events have become. So. 
very optimistic, very excited uh, to meet up with a whole bunch of people that I, I don't think I've been able to to meet IRL yet. So, and then in in nature in Tennessee, a place that I haven't been yet. Very stoked for for all those things. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I'm excited to have you there, and like a ton of people who are you know attending the whip every week are coming as well. And so I, I you know made a joke, but it's like totally serious that it almost feels like a family like reunion retreat, uh, you know, being held at this campgrounds type of thing. So, um, so I think it'll be good, man. I, I purposely when I when we started it off, I was you know thinking about booking a lot of content and speaking and everything. And then I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to run around with the clipboard and I don't think people are coming to this for that vibe anyway. So let's like reel it back and just make sure we got all the ingredients there to have a, uh, you know, relaxed fun time and everything. And, uh, people are stoked, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that people are stoked. It makes me more excited. There we go. Cool. Um, seems like a natural place to, to wrap it up this week. We have wizard X. Coming on the whip, right? And uh, Fabiano Speziati designed hopping course this week, right? For the whip. Yes. And let me just tell you how excited I am to have Wizard X on the whip because I hit him up like almost a year ago now, probably, and was like, hey, man, you should like really get on our podcast. Uh, And he's like, dude, I don't, he's like, I would love to. And I appreciate you asking me, but I don't really do stuff like that. But I'll like, you know, if at some time in the future, I'm down, you know, or, or ready with a thing. I'll let you know. And then like randomly he like hit me up. He's like, dude, I'm ready to do it or whatever. And this is, you know, a little while ago. So I was like, all right, yes. So, uh, so this is awesome because I feel like not everybody gets like the inside peak of wizard X and the fact that he's like coming to the whip, uh, community to sort of do the thing with us, uh, you know, makes, makes me feel special and everything. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to Wizard X for uh, for doing this with us. And then, yeah, Fabiano and Patrizia set, set up this awesome jumping course. Uh, I know Johan loves jumping courses. We've done a few of them uh, over the years in CryptoVoxels and other places. Uh, and on top of this week's like weekly giveaway has some prizes to give out for the people who win first through third place. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get the Wizard X lowdown and do some hopping, come away some, with some cool stuff. Awesome, brother. Looking forward to it. Cool. Well, let's leave it here, and uh, we'll see everyone that listened in over at The Whip on Thursday. Shout out to our dudes, uh, Robot Lady, a.k.a. Dragonite, and and Trislet for swinging through listening to us today. Later, y'all. Thank you.